that's that's us. That's wealthy kingdom. You have a trade. There is a thing that you do, whether that's real estate or social media or, you know, you say, hey, I'm not the business owner. Like I'm just in business. I'm kind of working my way up. That's fine. Wherever you're at, doesn't matter. Maybe you're the owner. You're the CEO. You're like leading a Fortune 500 company. Whatever the case may be, you have a trade. Paul had a trade. He would have learned this trade when he was a boy. He would have been taught how to take care of and sustain himself. And you actually see Paul go on in some of his other letters. He's like, hey, and I worked and I worked and I earned a living so that nobody could say they just gave me anything or that you could say I did this to be able to just receive things. Like, no, I got a job. I know how to work. He even goes on to the point at one point and be like, hey, and if you don't work, tell them that they don't eat because even I worked and we see it here. But he didn't even work. But that's oh, I was about to go into another point, but not yet. Like, I just I want you to see that like your work is important. Your work has intrinsic value to the kingdom. Like those people who Paul would have seen and would have made good tents for would have seen him there and potentially Let's just go through the marketplace. You need a, you need something made. You need a tent, right? And you're walking through, you know, the little shop area. And you're kind of scouting it out. You know, they've done the Google reviews. They've done the Yelp reviews. They did all this other stuff, right? They're trying to see, like, man, who who's a good tent maker? And then you stumble up upon this little shop, and it's, it's Paul. It's Paul, it's Priscilla, and it's Aquila. And they in there. And they're making tents and you're talking to them like, okay, I like the materials you're using. How long is it going to take you to do it? Okay. I need it this big. Ah, yeah. I don't really like that. Maybe it's got like a back on it. I don't even know. Like whatever, anybody who does tents, like, you know, what makes a good tent and what doesn't make a good tent. Right. And so you're talking to Paul and you're like, man, this guy's good. He's good. He's, he does good work. He does quality work. I like the way he, he handled me as a client. I like how he was negotiating with me. I know I'm getting a good product. And so you're sitting there and you're talking to Paul and you're talking to Priscilla and Aquila and you're like, okay, great. And you pay them and it's a great experience. And then you go to the synagogue and then you walk in and you're like, that's, oh my goodness. That's, what are you doing here? This is like Paul, like you're the tent maker, right? I just talked to you. I just bought a tent from you earlier this week. He's like, yeah. So what are you doing here? I'm, I'm preaching about Jesus. Who? Yeah, I'm preaching about Jesus. And now all of a sudden, because they had a great experience in the marketplace, now they're like, I, I got to know about who this Jesus is because you, who Jesus is in your life is, is flowing through everything that you did for me when you were just making a simple tent. Something was just different about you. Something was different about your tent making. Something was different about your process. Something was different about when I walked up to you all and had a conversation, how you smiled, what you said, how you did business, how we wrote up the contract, the materials that you use, even how you explain like all these things. And you're, you're in, you're in the synagogue and you're teaching about Jesus. Okay. I want to listen to this guy. Or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe they come in and they see Paul teaching and they're like, okay, I don't even know if I buy everything that this guy is putting down with like this whole Jesus character and the Holy Spirit and you got to be baptized with fire. Like, I don't know. I'm not really sure. But man, tomorrow I got to get up because I need to go get a tent made. And so they leave out of there. They're listening to Paul. They don't really have a conversion moment, but they leave out of there. And then now all of a sudden they're walking and they're like, 
man, I need a tent. They're checking the Google Yelp reviews and they're like, okay, I heard these this, this shop over here around the corner. I'm just going to make this right. Okay, I'll be over there. And then you look up and you're talking to Aquila or maybe you're talking to Priscilla and they're, they're talking to you about the tents and different things and pricing and all of that. And then you get a peep into the back and you're like, oh my, hey, what's that guy's name back there? And Priscilla's like, back there? That's, oh, that's Paul. And he's like, is that the same Paul that was just at the synagogue like two days ago preaching about uh, uh, Jesus? Is that him? And they're like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's him. And it's like, wait, what? Because <laughs> see, you never know in the marketplace how you're going to influence people. And that's why we want, again, merge. We want to merge what we do in the marketplace. Paul is a great example of that. Like we don't, I don't, I don't know specifically like how long he was doing that exchange of like, we know later on that he stops working and he, he gets more support from other churches. And, um, I believe in verse, what is it? Verse four, he, he re and he reasoned in the synagogue every Sabbath and tried to persuade Jews and Greeks five. When Silas and Timothy arrived from Macedonia, Paul was occupied with the word testifying to the Jews that the Christ was Jesus. So eventually, when he gets more help, he does stop working. But until that point, he was working and he was preaching and he was preaching and he was working. And I'm sure I am positive that he had a much greater influence on the people because when they went about their daily lives, they saw him interacting with people in a different way. He had a different spirit about him. Yes, he was kingdom minded, but he was great at what he did. Because here's the thing. Paul knows if he's a horrible tent maker. That same horrible tent that he made and then he shows up and he's trying to preach to them about Jesus. They're like, you talking about the dude who makes the horrible tents, who charged these outrageous prices, who who dealt with me some any kind of way. And you want to preach to me about Christ? Jesus is the Christ. What? No, absolutely not. Forget this guy. And even if you didn't agree with him about who Jesus was, which a lot of these people did not, um, especially the Jews, even if you didn't agree with him, you could not take away from the fact of like, man, but that he make a good tent, though. Paul make a good tent. I may not like this Jesus character, but Paul makes a good tent. That that is wealthy kingdom. That is why we want to bring this community together, because. We all have trades, but we're all not just bound by what we do for work. We're bound because we're a part of the kingdom. We're bound because we know that ultimately our number one mission is to preach Jesus to everyone. And you have an opportunity. You have a mandate to preach Jesus in your workplace. You have a mandate to live for Jesus. You have a mandate for your business to be rooted in kingdom principles. It's not, I go to church on Sunday and then I have my business over here. It's no, I am Christ centered and he is in the midst of everything that I do. So whether I'm in the marketplace or whether I'm teaching, preaching, serving, whatever the case may be, when I go to church on Sunday morning, it's all for Christ. And that's again, that's that's wealthy kingdom. That's the merge part. This is this is a clear indication that there is a place for you. Paul has a trade. I know it's like sometimes it's hard 
to be in church and you're like a business leader and or you're you're like, I don't this doesn't really apply to me in some aspects. Like sometimes they can be talking about things that you're just like, but how does this apply to me? Like, how do I get this in my business? How do I what, what okay, I need to live for Christ in my business. I sell insurance, man. What what does that mean? What does it mean to sell insurance for Jesus? Like, do I come in and pray with my clients before we start talking about, okay, this is the premium package? No, not necessarily. I'm not telling you not to pray with the people, but what it does look like, it says, okay, in everything that I do, I do it for Christ. 